Welcome to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. On this show, we discuss topics relating to the exterior building envelope, such as waterproofing, glazing, cladding, roofing, and more. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. For previous episodes, show notes, and bonus video content, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com. Now, here's your host for the Everything Building Envelope podcast, Paul Beers. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. This is Paul Beers. We have a really interesting guest today, Debbie Kotalik, and she's with G Sky Plant Systems. And this is a hot topic. We're running into green walls a lot now and a big thing in the industry. So I think this is going to be of great interest to everybody. So welcome, Debbie. Thank you. Really excited to be talking about this today. And but before we get into it, could you just please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, Paul. I appreciate you having me here today. And I am a landscape designer. I've been doing it for about 30 years now. Gave away my age, but I have been working in the field. I own nurseries and landscape design, build company. And then I saw the green wall technology was uh, interested in it about 10 years ago, but it was very new. And when they asked me to come on board and work with them and do some design work, the company was new. I decided to give it a try and I'm hooked. So um, now I do this full time. So that's what I do with G-Sky, but I do the design work with the plant material and with the systems. So that's what I do. So I don't know about 10 years ago, but it's definitely cutting edge right now. In fact, I know we met you at the uh, AIA show in Orlando a few months back. And architects and designers and owners love the concept of green walls for a lot of reasons. It brings texture. It's a different material. It's very current and, and very relevant. So your company is G-Sky Plant System. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that as well. Okay. Well, G-Sky Plant Systems, I don't know, probably years and years ago, people would encourage ivy or grow different things to grow up walls. And what they found was it might look nice, but it caused a lot of damage to buildings. So we have developed systems that can attach to buildings or freestanding structures to give the same effect. We're a leading provider of the vertical living green walls in North America, Europe, Australia, and the Middle East, and we're still expanding. Uh, But what we have found is one system does not fit every need. So we have developed four different systems, three different for the exterior and one for an interior systems. Currently, we have over 500 walls either under contract or that have been installed. And in 2015, we broke our record, installed over 100 walls one calendar year. So it's the business is growing fast. We're doing a lot of different things, but it's the systems and it's the knowledge that we have to back the systems because we also do the installations. But that is basically what G-Sky Plant Systems is. So... I was really interested when you agreed to come on as a guest. I went and was looking at the G-Sky website. What is the web address in case anybody wants to take a look while they're listening? It's gskysky.com. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. and It's got a lot of um, project examples and whatnot. And I was very interested to see that our firm, GCI Consultants, 
has worked on several projects with the G-Sky system. They're in your project portfolio. And we've got other ones that we're working on now, some big ones. We're seeing more and more of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. What are some of the benefits of green walls? I mean, some of the benefits, a lot of municipalities, a lot of places now are requiring so much green in a space and they can do it in a park form. They can do it in areas in their lobby, having large expanses of green. But we found, they found that they can't lease that. They can't make money from that. And if they put it on a wall, we'll count toward that. But it helps take away a lot of the urban jungle as far as the concrete jungle uh, look and effect. And benefits are not only visual because it's very calming, it, but they're also artistic. They can be a focal point. Um, they help in air quality, especially for interiors, uh, cooling and installing. If you go near one of the larger walls, if you walk near it, you can feel the temperature go down there. But they increase employee morale, patient morale, if you're doing it in, in medical settings. Uh, they increase property values, and we're finding a lot of uh, developers are requesting green walls for large redos of projects if it's not a brand new project because they want to attract uh, people as the tenants, and people love the green walls. So they're finding that the real estate industry is saying that it has increased their property values. It's a really good branding tool also. We have a lot of uh, corporate clients who are using green walls for different things and they have the branding in that. It can either be in the plant design or it's just that they have a green wall, but they have certain expectations and certain things that they want. But it's a great recruiting tool for anybody who hires millennials or who wants millennials as clients because they love the green walls. But another big thing I think of benefit for green walls is you have a lot of people such as yourself who are designing things and who are installing etc and the lead points etc are a big thing as far as the buildings and having green initiatives and doing that type of thing i found a lot of times in talking with people is you know the green walls will help toward their points they don't have a category per se for that but it does help toward the points but when the employees or when different people see a green wall on the property even though they have use green technology in the carpets or the wall coverings or the roof, et cetera, which is great. A lot of times the employees or people don't realize that it's a green initiative type thing, but when they see the wall, they realize it. And that gives them a chance to start talking about that and start making people aware of the other things that are there and of the environment, et cetera. So they do a lot of things as far as cover a lot of places and are now requiring, municipalities are requiring especially parking garages for people who are doing developments. They can't get the permits even until they have come up with some type of facade for the parking garages or for different parts of buildings in areas. And uh, we came up with a system. One of our systems is built just for that because it can cover that in a vine material within a year that it's gone in, especially in the southern region. It may take up to two years to fully cover one up north but they're requiring that they do that in order to get permits. So there's been a lot of want and a lot of need for the green wall so that uh, they take away that concrete jungle. That's a big part of it. Schools are a big thing too. I've seen the parking garage 
it's something that they, the architects and designers really like to do. We, in fact, we had a big project we were working on that had, there was like a six story parking garage. This hasn't been built yet. And in fact, it's in redesign, not, not because of the green wall, but because the building was too tall for the city. I can't imagine that being a guy who loves high rises, by the way. <laughs> but, um, but the original concept was there was actually a, a historic church right in front of this property. They had a parking garage. And they were putting a green wall application over the entire front of this garage, and which was taller than the church, actually. And it really, the concept was it was going to frame it out really nicely. When you looked at the church, you would see this, all this green behind it instead of a, a large high rise. And the other thing I was just thinking about when you were talking about the different applications is we had our company meeting last weekend and right outside the conference room, was a small piece of green wall. And you talk about branding, what was the logo of the property that we were, were right. at? Right. And it looked really good. You know, it had texture and color, really pretty sharp. Right. Well, I mean, one of the products that we have developed, which is our basic wall product, it's a vine container system, like I said, but we only expect our vines to grow five feet because they, they've been developed to stack upon on top of each other going up the wall you can't see them because they're on the inside but the plants go directly into that into the they stay in their system it's all irrigated of course maintenance is a big part of it one of our big things as far as g sky goes is is that we not only develop and install the projects design the projects but we also ensure that the maintenance is done properly without maintenance I mean, you can put in, you can plant a plant in the ground and think it's going to grow 30 feet, maybe, but without being in good soil, having good irrigation, um, and being trimmed and trained to grow trellis, a lot of times I think that the municipalities have found it didn't work. And so they are specking and saying that they have to use this type of system in order to give the permits and et cetera, to give the okays for the, some of the developers. Uh, we're doing several projects in Highland Beach. I know we just finished one not long ago. It's a very large wall. But when it goes in, it's already pretty full, especially in, down, if they give us enough time to grow it down south. It was full within three or four months of it going in, the whole entire wall. So it's not like we're planting something and hoping it grows 20 or 30 feet. We plant, We put it on and we know it will because it's already done it. We're just taking care of it now. Is there any point in time in the lifespan of one of these green sky systems where the plants have to be redone or can maintenance give them kind of an indefinite period? Right. It depends on the system that is being used and where it's at. And it depends on how good the maintenance has been. And what we do, as far as I say, we do the maintenance, we subcontract local people to do the maintenance. We train them and then they report to us. They have to send us pictures. They have to send us reports every two weeks and we work with them and support them. But just like any landscaping that has done been done on the exterior, if plants haven't been pruned properly, if they haven't been given proper nutrition, if they weren't planned properly, if they put plants that need to be in the shade, in the sun or vice versa, Etc., or they don't know what a good plant that will work vertically is because a lot of times a plant that you plant in the ground and that's used to growing straight up now you've turned it on its side and now 
is that plant going to be very geotropic? Is it going to turn up? Is it going to turn down? Or is it going to do what you want it to do? So you have to know what the plants are that you're using and where they go, because that's a very important part of it. But we have found that our plants are doing very, very well, especially on the basic wall, because those are growing straight up as they would normally from the ground. They're just growing up on the trellis. As long as those are kept fertilized and healthy, every year or so they may have to put a little more dirt in it. The technology is still, green walls is technology, as far as that goes, still fairly new, but we are having great success with it. Uh, with our interior walls, which is a Versa product, which is totally different, we came up with a different product for interiors because we had the panelized system, which is our pro wall, where you put liners in it and grow it out at the nursery and then hang it on the wall. And it's very good when we do use it a lot, especially for high wind areas, et cetera. But for the interior, we found plants did not have an opportunity to dry out with that type of system because inside, outside, I'm sorry, outside when you, when you irrigate it, you're wanting it to uh, not dry out too quickly inside. So therefore we use materials that would absorb water and hold it. On the interior, if you have something that's spongy or something that holds water, you don't have wind, et cetera, inside. And those plants and the roots would never get a chance to dry. And then you start having root rot, you start having funguses and gnats and everything else. So we came up with a system that's a, um, it's patented. It's a pot tray system where each pot just goes, it's a four inch planted pot that sits right in the tray. They're all engineered to fit right into the tray, normal four inch planted pots. And it's watered from the back when the irrigation is down through the system. And it's very hard to describe this verbally. You can see it on the website. And we have CAD drawings and everything on the websites. But the water is then wicked from the back of the pot. We water about every 10 to 12 days, depending on what the plant needs are and the environment it's in inside. And then the plant is allowed to dry. And that's what plants need. They don't want, most plants don't want to stay wet all the time. So we found that that does very well. That is in a four-inch pot. People have questioned how long will that plant last. And what we have been finding, we tell people to, you know, and that's part of our maintenance contract is, you know, we do plant replacement. We're doing very little plant replacements, and this system has been in effect for four to five years now. Very little plant replacements as long as maintenance companies are maintaining them properly and they have the right environment. The lighting has been put in properly. Lighting is very key for interior projects. Without good lighting, you're replacing plants more often. With the pro walls, which is the panelized system, which is outside, again, maintenance is, is a critical factor. Where we find we have to do the most replacements for an exterior wall like that is if, again, we have some projects where they say it's full sun, full west or south facing sun it gets no shade there's nothing there to shade it there's no big building across the street and then they'll put some big trees in <laughs> and so now you've got the wrong plant in that site and the plant has to be changed out periodically but that is part of, of the maintenance contracts etc now we have come up with a system called our versa xt which is an exterior product 
there's also just using one gallon pots that goes into a patent to trace system. And that makes it very easy for northern climates who want green walls and you don't want a panelized system up there because it's too hard to make the replacements and have it look good and the expense outweighs the the gain for it but with this one gallon xd product that is fairly new and we've tested it in up above vancouver at simon fraser university on a huge wall did great throughout the winter it froze it came back and if you do need to make a replacement, you just pick up one pot and put another pot in and it's full immediately. So that's a big benefit with that because we have people in northern climates who want green walls and we try not to put them where we don't think they'll do well. We can put a Versa XT almost anywhere as long as they know if it just is so cold that if you have an unusually cold winter or it's a buddy in Vail want one, I'm like, well, I can put in a green wall there. It's an annual green wall. <laughs> so you're going to have to replace the plants every year because they're up and they're on the side of a building. They're not down in the ground. They're not insulated like they would be in the ground. They're up on the side of a building, winds blowing through, et cetera. And a lot of times people think they'll say, I want a green wall. And you'll say, well, what, what's it facing? Well, it's north facing and it's, it's up in like zone four and it's everything else. I'm like, well, what else lives there throughout the winter? Nothing. Well, these aren't magic plants. <laughs> so it's just the planning of the whole thing is the key. You got to plan it correctly. You got to take, you know, you have to have people who are knowledgeable in planning the walls and how they go in. But the plants do very well as long as they're maintained well, just like plants would in the ground. Yeah, I never realized there's so much to go into it. So, you know, so we're building envelope experts, but we're certainly not plant experts. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I have a hard time growing flowers in my front yard sometimes. So really interesting to hear, you know, and think about it, it makes sense, all the considerations, and particularly with varied climates. And, you know, obviously Vail is much, 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 much different than Miami and, you know, and, and, and even much, much, much different, I would assume, than Vancouver. Absolutely. Absolutely. You had mentioned retrofit, you know, that, that when people go in and they remodel, they, you know, that's one of the things that they desire to do. So I was talking to an architect a few weeks ago about a project where they were interested in a green wall. And the architect was asking me, do you have to do anything special to the wall to accommodate these systems? She was asking me, do I need a double wall? Do I need, you know, what, what do I need to do? Could you talk a little bit about, you know, what needs to happen behind the wall as far as what needs to be provided? I can talk a little bit about it. Our project and structural designers take care of that much more than I do. But I do know that depending on the wall, on the interior of a wall, we're doing our Versa wall, which is they have a plywood that they put up. There are a lot of times people are very worried about moisture and moisture barriers, etc. I know that we tell people they can put up the marine grade plywood again i know a lot about it i may give you a few wrong things on this <laughs> yeah you know what you know what I, I didn't want to get too technical so what i was trying to get at was you know that and i don't know if this is true or not but there's not a lot of special preparation needed to accommodate the system you know like you put your waterproofing up and then right the and system. that's true i think big thing with retro fitting especially is the water source what's the water source going to be small wall we have uh, systems that are that have a cabinet built into it 
that a tanks can be put under, maintenance can fill the tanks and the water can go, can be pumped up and can water it. If it's a really large wall that's really not efficient, they need to have water source, direct feed to the wall to water it. There can be, at that point, some projects want to recycle the water. With our system for interior, there's not a lot of recycling because it waters and the plants absorb that and there's no water really wasted. But we still say there has to at least be a drain at the bottom or recycling tanks just in case somebody leaves something on or a valve gets stuck on, et cetera, so that there's the water can be taken care of in that way. But you have to have things that all walls need to have. And even if it's a retrofit, you have to think about all walls need a water source of some sort. Uh, there are some that people that's not real big that people do hand watering. Again, I would not suggest it for a large wall, but for something smaller that can be done. But with our VersaWall, automated irrigation is so simple with it that that's not really necessary. There has to be electric available for the pumps. Uh, lighting is key for an interior wall also. They have to have the proper lighting. And a lot of times people think, oh, I don't want this bright, bright lights. It's going to be a lobby that's supposed to be restful. As far as the lighting being obtrusive to everybody in the lobby, that's not true. It's it's just washed on the wall. It's as if you put a picture on a light, but it has to be the proper type of lighting. And now LED, we, halogen lighting was what was used for a long time. LED lighting is now working very well because they can get the Calvin, the temperatures set correctly on that. So lighting that is a wall wash, not a spot on the different plants. And we have several different lighting companies that we can give people references for so that they can work with a good lighting engineer or a good lighting person to get the proper fixtures on the wall um, or on the ceiling to do it. Uh, There are definite ways to do it and and that's done all the time. And if you have the right lighting on your plants, you have no problem with plants, basically, because they need light in order to go through their photosynthesis, to take up energy and uh, nutrients, etc. But lighting, electric, a drain, some type of water source, and accessibility. You have to be able to access, to access that wall in order to maintain it. So we have a lot of walls where it's a lot of really, really big, big, tall walls, But before we do the installation, we have to make sure that there is accessibility to it, whether by means of a lift and can you get the lift in there and where is the lift stored or is it rented, et cetera. And, you know, the furniture can't be right in front of the wall unless it can be moved. And there's just some things to take into consideration with that when it's being designed. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. So some of the same problems you have on, on just a conventional wall, um, you know, like with window washing, <laughs> it's the yeah. same, same issue. How do you get in there and do that? And I've, I've seen buildings where they haven't done a good job with that and they've had to do maintenance and whatnot. And, you know, it's a nightmare. So if you don't have good access and particularly for something like a living wall like this, I would think it would be a non-starter. Well, it is. And there have been some walls that we've declined because we couldn't do the maintenance. There was one particular project that I think you'd find interesting. It's in Ontario, I believe. And it's a huge wall indoors and they couldn't figure out how they were going to get because I believe there, it's, it's next to an elevator shaft and a 
an escalator. And they finally came up with, and it, because they couldn't get the lighting to work out because it was so tall, and there are offices coming off of each floor that's open to this reception area. And it's a big mall, really. And so they couldn't get the lighting to come out because it was blind people, they, and they couldn't figure out what to do. So finally, it was engineered so that the wall is hung, and on this wall, it's on the Young Eglinton Project. On the wall, they have built in, there's a uh, structure built onto the sides of the wall, which house the lighting that will come out and wash the wall. But it also is framed so the window washing system can power up and down that same frame to be able to do the maintenance. So they figured it out. It's pretty wow. Cool. Yeah, it's really nice. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing of late in the, in the green wall industry? A lot of trend I'm seeing now is, well, again, like I said before, anything that has to do with millennials, uh, millennials love it. But reception areas and entry spaces, especially in large corporate offices and I see in large attorney offices and just any of them, where they used to have a big reception desk and then they'd have chairs in, in places and they'd have plants sitting around, et cetera. They're using that more for communal spaces and not a reception desk. Uh, they have board tables, they have boardrooms, et cetera. And they're, like I say, they're gathering spaces, they're event spaces, uh, they're photo op spaces. And we're doing a lot of huge walls in those areas. Um, stairways are another big, big one. We're doing a lot of things that people are um, designing large staircases into a lot of these offices, into a lot of projects and uh, um, especially colleges, et cetera. And they're promoting wellness and promoting health and using the stairs, et cetera. And it makes it feel more like they're hiking in the forest, I guess. <laughs> they're walking That's along. More the natural. Yeah, it's much more natural. It's cooler near the wall. And uh, it's it's a lifestyle type thing. And you're, we're seeing that a lot with the stairways. Uh, tech companies are huge. They're using walls a lot now. Again, they're recruiting millennials. <laughs> and that's who, that's who. And I know I've given lectures at colleges and I've been at different things where they have had design contests, et cetera. Very few big projects I see them designing are without a green wall of some sort in there. They're very much into the health. They're very much into everything that it represents. Uh, Airports are another big place I'm finding them. We're doing them. Airports have known that they want to make it a little friendlier. Uh, They want to make the not so stressful when they're sitting there and your flight's been canceled for the third time. They have big green walls in these airports now where People are walking by them or, or there's, they're near where large areas are, uh, eating areas, et cetera. They're, they're putting in a lot of that of uh, the green walls. And hotel lobbies, hotel lobbies are huge for green walls. We're finding that a lot. The medical facilities, we put a large one in at Mayo Clinic in Rochester um, and in several others too. Uh, medical facilities, not only for the patients, but for the families, there's some of them are in like surgery waiting areas and emergency room areas, but they're also in different areas where employees can go for a break or take some, or relax some 
and it's calming for them. So it's not only for the patients, but it's for everybody involved in the hospital stay and care on that. So another big trend I've seen with green walls and, and what I would like to incorporate more is incorporating other things into them, such as wood and metal, glass, uh, and things of interest. Uh, we've done uh, uh, some walls that people have wanted that they had collected ruins or artifacts, etc., and we incorporated those into the walls. I think it makes them very interesting to incorporate other things into them sometimes. Uh, you have some type of glass thing, whether it's a logo, whether uh, it's just some other form of some sort and have some backlighting on it. It makes it very interesting in walls too. And uh, we've done several walls where there are waterfalls in between. We'll have a wall that will have a waterfall in the middle of it. Uh, somewhat. We don't do the waterfall, but we design the walls around the waterfalls. So there's a lot of people wanting things like that. It's really but, funny that you bring that up because I just looked at a project that, that we're hoping to get involved with in the Caribbean like two weeks ago, and it checked all the boxes you just said. It was a hotel, and it had a water feature, and it had like to, on the entrance to the hotel, which was op open air, there was a green wall that was kind of on the front face on both sides of the entry and then wrapped into the building. Mm -hmm. And it incorporated not just the, 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 the plant material, but it had like wood and stone elements mixed into it. So they were really into having different materials, different textures, changing planes and surfaces. And as the architect was showing it to me, I told her, I said, wow, this is really nice looking. And I had not seen something that well thought out and that intricate before, but it looked great. Yeah, no, they do. And it's in the planning that work out really well. And the things that, some of the things that make for a really successful wall uh, so that it is long-term, of course, is your system, the type of system you're using, whether it works well in getting the water to the places where it needs to be in the, and you use the right type of system. Like I say, I don't think one system fits every, every aspect. So I think that using the right system is huge in making that for a successful green wall. One of the things that, that we work very hard on is the design, not only in the shop drawings, uh, we coordinate it. We have the, our, our professional installers who do the installing. Uh, I work with the plant design and procurement. One of the things that people don't realize a lot of times, and installers especially, or GCs that I work with them quite frequently on, is whenever it's time to install a wall and we have a large wall coming in, we have to source the plant material. Now, I'm not sourcing three dozen plants on some of these walls. I have 16,000 plants on it. And the nursery industry, the way that it is now, we have to plan for this ahead of time a lot of times. Now, not always. I can get some of them in sometimes, but when it's time to put a wall in, I need realistic install dates. I know what you want. I know what you guys have told the client. I need realistic because it's not like I'm sending a box of nails that you can sit on a shelf somewhere and wait until you can go ahead and finish putting it in. When those plants come, they have to be able to go in the wall and all the conditions have to be right. So I always tell people, the plants go in a wall when the furniture is ready to come into the building. Yeah, we hear about just-in-time delivery with factories and whatnot. And that's probably the case here, isn't it? Where you've got to, it's got to show up at the right time or it's cool. not going to work. Exactly. You can't have construction dust 
you can't have people who are turning the power off to do other things and doesn't get turned back on. You know, there's a lot of planning that goes into it because we do this all the time. We know how to work with people to get it done and to get it done properly. And installation is a huge thing. We have our project managers that are on the site. Uh, smaller ones, we have certified dealers who can do and some of our interior scapers for our interior projects who have been trained and who can do those now. But for a large exterior thing, we have our supervisors on site for that and working with people because, again, logistics is a big thing. The lifts, uh, safety, everything that goes with that and uh, working with the GCs on that. And so, you know, as long as it's planned and, and everybody knows it ahead of time and we've been working with them, our project manager is working with the GC for several months usually before it goes in. And as long as we're getting good information, this thing can be uh, go up and be very painless. <laughs> so for, for all, all the other people, all the other ancillary people working on it, we just have to make sure that the contractors, as far as the plumbing's there, the lighting's there and installed. We can't wait until we get there and then have them do that because these plants have to be watered. So yeah. lots of parts and pieces. Lots of it. And then the, the, well, I, think the, I think the biggest part of all in having a really successful green wall besides the designing is the maintenance of uh, We warranty any plant replacements as long as we have the maintenance contracts. And that is making sure that the people are doing the maintenance properly. It's being done when it should be and pruned done, uh, regular checkups. The reports go to the owners, et cetera. But maintenance, I can't stress enough maintenance, how important maintenance is with a green wall because they're living plants. It, it's not an inanimate object that you can put it up and it's a painting and it never changes. And that's one of the nice things about the green walls that, that people find very interesting is watching them change and watching the metamorphosis of the wall and watching how it changes as, as time goes on. Now, when we put them in, they're fairly full to begin with, but they still go through some changes. There's pruning, there's different things. And uh, with the interior, exterior it grows a little more, but there's a lot of excitement around the green wall. And I encourage anybody who's never been, especially a larger wall, who's never been on an install where they've been putting a larger wall in, as it goes in, just to watch the other people around, they're all amazed. <laughs> and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you know, this is um, definitely, we, we talk about trendy. This is definitely trendy. I know you've been, you guys have been doing this for a long time and you probably doesn't seem like that to you, but yeah. um, it's really, really catching on. And um, as I say, you know, we see more and more of it and, and it looks great. And it's just a really, really nice feature from the, the typical stuff you, you see in buildings. Well, it is. And one of so, our things that we're very adamant about and that we have worked very hard in bringing the industry to where, helping bring the industry to where it is, is we don't let a wall fail. I mean, unless people just don't let you take care of it after it's gone in. And that does happen once in a while. You know, they'll decide, well, we don't need maintenance. And, you know, as much as you try, but we don't let a wall fail as far as if there's a problem, we're right back there working on it and, and, and doing what needs to be done. Uh, one of the things that we also uh, have done is through AEC Daily, we have an online continuing education program that 
um, architects and interior designers, et cetera, can take and get their CEU credits, but it gives a lot more information on the walls uh, than good online and things that they need to think of when designing them, et cetera. And they can, and if anybody wants information on that, they can find it at gsky.com? Yes, yes. If they go on gsky.com, there's a link that goes right to the, the AEC Daily. Great. Continuing Ed. It's free. Even better. <laughs> so this has been been really interesting, and, and I thank you so much. And I, I know there's big, big interest in this, and uh, and it seems like it's it's growing more and more. And it's it was really interesting for me personally to hear about all the uh, intricacy and and the all the parts and pieces and everything that has to come together. So uh, thank you very much for coming on today and telling us about it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I know I feel a little scattered with it because there's just so much information. You could have five or six different uh, talks on this thing in different categories of it. I've just given you a real brief highlight on some of it, but uh, there, there's a lot of intricacy with it, but it's, I think it's well worth it. People love it. And you just, um, we have the experience and the knowledge to do it and to do it right. And uh, that takes planning. So maybe we'll do a follow-up episode. You just opened the door for that. And again, I know there's a lot of interest. Well, like so. I could bring, I could bring uh, more of our building envelope people in too that could probably answer questions to, for you much more about uh, weight, the load bearing on the walls and, and different things like that too that would probably be uh, something that your people would probably benefit from. Get a little more technical. May not yeah. be as much fun as talking about. That's right. Uh, I do the fun stuff. <laughs> Well, again, thank you very much for coming on. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Everything Building Envelope podcast, where when you listen to this episode, we're going to be in the 30s with the number of episodes. If you want to check out some of the other ones, please visit everythingbuildingenvelope.com. Please tell your friends and anybody who would like to subscribe can do so on iTunes or Stitcher. Until next time, this is Paul Beer saying so long. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more information on the Everything Building Envelope, previous episodes, show notes, bonus video content, and much more, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com.